Well, hello everybody. This is Brother Gary from Hands Across the Border Bible Study. And we're back in the book of Philippians, chapter number one. We're going to begin to look at Paul's prayer to the church at Philippi. So grab your Bible, go ahead, turn to Philippians chapter number one. And uh, we'll start in verse number nine. And Lord willing, we'll finish through verse number 11 this, this episode. Uh, look with me, Philippians chapter 1, verse number 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Let's pray real quick, shall we? Now, Father, we come to you, and uh, we're looking at Paul's prayer here towards the church at Philippi, and uh, Lord, you've, you've got it there in your word for a reason, so help us to see that reason and use it to stir our hearts in prayer, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're in verse number nine, and Paul starts out this, I pray, and what he's saying here is, this is my supplication to God on your behalf. Wow, that, that's just strong right there. He's praying on behalf of others. I want you to just sit back and reflect just for a moment. When's the last time you really prayed for somebody else other than yourself and your needs and your wants? But his prayer was this, that their love or their affection or benevolence, he says, that your love may abound yet more. And so... Their love, they already have a love, but he is saying this, it's, it's already growing, but he doesn't want it to stop. That's what he's saying on behalf of, of other believers. He, he wants their love to grow uh, yet more and more in what? Knowledge, in recognition, in full discernment. And he says in an all judgment, and, and that's perception or sense and so Paul begins to explain his prayer for the believers. This is what he brings to the ear of God for them, that their love or their affection uh, toward God would keep abounding in excess, to exceed, to abound, to ex in excess or exceed in knowledge, in their discernment and judgment. You see, his prayer that, that was brought to the ears of God was that they would love Christ more and it would show from their discernment and perception on how they looked at the world around them. Jump with me to verse number 10 now. I want you to see this. We've read this one already. And uh, he says there in verse number 10, he says, That ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. May approve. He's talking about to test the things that are excellent, to bear through, to toss about, to be of more value, sincere, tested as pure, without offense, not leading into sin. You see, Paul continues from verse 9 with his prayer for the believers, that they may approve, to test whether it is excellent, of any value for eternity in their relationship to Christ, sincere, it's pure, without offense, not, not leading into sin. Wow, what a great prayer for one another. Let's pray that we test everything and make sure it's valuable for our walk with Christ. 
that we don't deceive ourselves with something that is not pure, that would lead us into sin. May the Lord help us pray for one another. But then it's continued in, in verse number 11. Look with me there. He says this in verse number 11, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are led, which are by Christ, Jesus Christ, under the glory and praise of God. Being filled. He, he, he's talking about like cramming a net, leveling out the hollow, like there's an empty spot there. And he's saying, cram it full. And this righteousness, equity of character or act. And he says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by the channel of the act. The channel of the act is Jesus Christ. He's the one who can fill that net, so to speak, being filled with righteousness. And then he says, unto the glory and praise of God. That's that's honor and worship by our life. That glory is by our life. That, that praise is by our lips. Of God, this is the reason we live. Paul finishes his prayer by telling why he prays this way. That we would be filled to the top. No empty places with the character and life of our Savior and Messiah, Jesus Christ. The result of living this way by the power of God. You see, we, we cannot do it in our own strength. And so by the power of God, it brings glory by our life and praise from our lips to our God for whom we have no other reason to live. Let me ask you something. Does your life and lips do this for your Savior? If we were to ask those closest to you, who would they say you live for and use your lips for? Yourself or for God? Let us pray for one another this way. And may the Lord bless you richly.